Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit W2Mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. Hello and welcome to the kickoff preview edition as it's the NFL's Time to shine in a week, or less than a week or so, and I am not Harry Broadhurst. Uh, my name is Sean Garma. Sadly, Harry uh, couldn't be with us for these because he's feeling a bit under the weather, so we hope that our pal, good friend Harry, is back and ready to go in a few days when everybody is around again to preview week one of the season. So uh, if you don't notice by the title... Uh, both of these preview shows are going to be the AFC and NFC previews smacked into one episode. But thankfully, I'm not here by myself. The rest of the crew for the kickoff is here. The chair, the man that makes us all question ourselves every day what we're doing, <laughs> Mr. Jason Teasley. What's going on? Wow, I got top billing. You might you might replace Harry. <laughs> I mean, hell. Me getting top billing is an honor. Outside of that, I am good. I am, I am caffeinated. I am somewhat rested, and I'll try to be on my best behavior. <laughs> well, Jason is also the only one not being threatened by a hurricane at the moment. So fair enough. Uh, thankfully, well, you aren't either now. Yeah, I'm not either, but I'm still going to get something. Uh, I still had to help uh, my girlfriend's dad put up panel wood wood uh, panels on the windows yesterday before we found out that it was going to move so well i guess they're staying up till tuesday anyway or wednesday but uh eric who's probably the most at risk right now for something big with the uh the big hurricane dorian that's ravaging the bahamas right now uh heart goes out to all those people over there that's that's terrible what they're dealing with but eric uh, you told me you had a bunch of different alcoholic beverages ready. You got anything else ready besides that? Well, uh, since my orders from Wish haven't come in yet, and uh, I, I, I may have finally broken down that I, I'm a little bit too old for some of my shenanigans. Yeah, it's always a bad sign when you pull muscles and you can't sit down for a while. God. <laughs> Well, tell your boyfriend to be a little bit more gentle. <laughs> oh, hey, boy. Oh, oh, okay, something happens when you're in my position and you have my equipment and stamina. You can only do so much over a bathroom sink. Just throw that out there. <laughs> Sometimes the size betrays you. All right, so <laughs> the, the, only, the other resident Giants fan here and, uh, you know, this show wouldn't be great without Brandon. He is here as well. Hopefully, it, it stays not uh, a big impact for you as well in the hurricane. Yeah, it shouldn't be too bad here. The big issue for me is that it's supposed to hit on Thursday. Well, Thursday afternoon. So, if the power goes out, then I'm SOL when it comes to the opener. So... Wishful thinking that it doesn't hit too badly on Thursday. Let's hope not. Packers and Bears should be a good game, uh, that one. But, uh, yeah, let's get this thing on the road. 
uh, so we can. Uh, this is going to be a long one to <coughs> cover both conferences, but we'll see how this goes here. So the AFC South, plenty of news going on since the last time there was a show. Not only do you have the surprising retirement of Andrew Luck for the Indianapolis Colts and the fallout from that, but you also have Jadavian Clowney getting traded to the Seattle Seahawks where he's going to do some damage over there. And also the Houston Texans get back in return, not from a different trade, sending two first-round picks, a second-round pick for Kenny Stills, which helps their receiving core, and Lermie Tunsil, which... I'm sure Deshaun Watson was sitting there going, thank God somebody's going to block for me on that line. <laughs> How do you guys feel about, I guess I'll go to you, Jason, first. Considering what happened with Indianapolis now and who's, who their quarterback is, and now that you finally feel like maybe you can trust a little bit of somebody on that, on that offensive line for Houston, does this skyrocket Houston to winning that division already? Or you still got some worries oh no i mean i i was i was playing uh houston as my division winner way before any of the transactions that transpired over the over this long weekend but when lamar miller went down it was it it was a blow but they seemed to recover a little bit uh getting carlos hyde uh, signed there after the Chiefs let him go. Uh, that kind of that doesn't answer the running back question long term, which I still see a little little sneaky sneaky uh, signing that could happen here soon, which we'll talk about later. But I think that everything that Houston's done has only strengthened their ability to win the division. Um, that that offense is going to be be really good. The only thing that I worry about is they need a, a legit tight end to help Watson with the little underneath stuff to keep chains moving. They've got the deep threats with Hopkins and um, Fuller. And it even got Kiki in the slot, that which is going to help some. But I think they need a, at least a, a legitimate, not superstar tight end, but somebody just to, just to be a good hand to be a little outlet so he doesn't have to run. On the defensive side, that defense, uh, losing Clowney hurts, no doubt. But I don't think that within the division – they don't have really that many powerhouse teams to go up against, so they just need a bend but don't break defense. So I like the trades. I like the the moves they made, and I just think it's going to be a very interesting season for them. Well, Eric, I mean, this is obviously the division where your team resides, so, you know, Jacksonville has questions uh, on in their own offensive line, but their big signing was a quarterback that's made waves for the Eagles, winning a championship. Obviously, do you worry about him being able to stay healthy? And what happens to Jacksonville if they if he can't? And do you think the defense could 
could carry him with Josh Allen and everybody else, if so. As far as the defense carrying us, absolutely. Between, like, Josh uh, Allen really is that key anchor in the middle. We've got fantastic edge rushers in Campbell. Even though he's getting up there, he can still produce in Yannick Dockwe. I'm not terribly worried, but I've seen the quarterback performances in the preseason. We need the magic and power that is Big Dick Nick Foles because if we're turning to Garner Minshew at any point, yeah, the season is done. Just done. Now, hopefully we have everything sorted out in the backfield, it appears like. Leonard Fournette is doing well, even though I see that as another running back by committee. I'm just hoping that we can develop a second receiver so that way we don't have to rely on Foles to Westbrook because while that's great, that can easily be handcuffed as the season works on. So I have a little bit of hope, but that's mainly based on not so much what we did, but what other teams in the division did. Yeah, certainly. Uh, I mean, they still have some, you know, they still have Marquise Lee and DJ Chark. So if Foles can have a connection with uh, with them, I think they're okay. I think another thing that's sort of worrying for me is even though Jeff Swain I thought was fine for the Cowboys, he's not one of those like standout tight ends that could be a security blanket for Foles. So I wonder. Our know, tight ends as a group, they could be very well as potentially as far as blocking and helping our run game, but if we need an extra receiving threat, there's no one that we can turn to. Yeah, certainly. Um, another big question mark that's come up this offseason, Brandon, is Tennessee seems to have a quarterback controversy, even though they really shouldn't have one. Uh, I mean, considering all things considered right now, it, it feels like this is supposed to be Marcus Mariota's team. And it, if you look how things have gone, you would think it wouldn't be. I mean, what do you make of Tennessee? Just doesn't that just worry you for this season? If they don't even know, they're not even yeah. sure who's starting. Yeah, that's really odd because, like you said, you know, Marcus Mariota hasn't really done anything to make you question his capabilities as a starting quarterback. So the fact that they're (coughs) the fact that they're seemingly questioning it is very worrisome. So I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. If anything does happen in regards to that, I don't think it will. But, you know, yeah, Tennessee, it's it, it, it's weird. Yeah, I'll just, I mean, obviously, guys, I'll throw it out to, to all of you. Depending on who you hear, what you read, or what you think of, you know, anything that you've seen from him during the preseason – or otherwise, obviously, everybody kind of, no, I guess not everyone, there's always questions about his injuries and everything else, but Andrew Luck is one of those special talents that doesn't come around all that often, and he had arguably his best season last year with Frank Reich, 
Now the Colts have to turn to Jacoby Brissett, who, to be fair, had a year under luck with Frank Reich himself. Everybody seems to kind of believe in this guy who comes from a Patriot system. Uh, he's he's someone that's still pretty good, but the last time we saw him, this team was much different. Do you believe the hype a little bit? Do you think the Colts could still be respectable and still be fighting for the division? Or do you think that they're fighting it's Houston's division to lose and, and everybody else is a pretender? I definitely think it's Houston's division lose at this point. Uh, I will say I don't think the I don't think it's gonna be like a Peyton Manning type, type situation where, you know, they're you know, cellar dwellers or anything like that. I think they'll have a an okay season. I don't think they'll get to five hundred. But, you know, I could see, you know, five and eleven, six and ten, maybe even seven and um but it's it's gonna be a. It's definitely not gonna be a season that the Colts fans, prior to Luck retiring, were expecting. If everything plays out, the rumors I hear are true, and things go the way that these rumors are pointing to. Indianapolis might not be as bad off as what people think. Um, it breaks my heart, but the rumor is they might be um, making a trade for draft capital for a certain quarterback that is near and dear to my heart. If that happens, a lot of uh, Indianapolis fans can recycle some jerseys, and you also get a veteran leader on the field that is used to playing behind a Swiss cheese O-line, at least last year he was, and... Also, when you finish with a top five pick next year, you have somebody that can mentor your incoming rookie that you'll be drafting. Um, But with that being said, I I don't think that any team in this division outside of Houston makes the playoffs. I think Jacksonville will be the closest to doing so, uh, strictly based on their defense being able to stop teams. And I think that they barely miss miss the wild court spot. So this is definitely Houston's division to lose. Unless Indianapolis pulls the trigger on that trade, I I don't see them winning any more than four games this year. Personally, having seen Brissett really in that system and now being able to work more having this offseason on Nerds Belt, working with Frank Reich, <clears throat> Vegas wasn't necessarily harsh, dropping the win total to six and a half. I'm going to say it was just barely over. I see this team potentially going eight and eight. Is it going to be a dogfight behind Houston? Yes. But is anybody really going to catch or threaten Houston? No, I don't see that much. Again, the Jaguars, I penned in originally as a six-win team. They could go nine and seven and, like it was mentioned before, miss the playoffs on a tiebreaker or something like that. But it's going to be a division of 
who can get just above mediocrity and who could potentially at least scare the Texans. Yeah, certainly. Uh, you can make that case uh, depending on what happens. Uh, either three of those teams underneath the Texans could be one of them. Uh, you know, if Nick Foles stays healthy and he plays anything like the Nick Foles we've seen and, you know, Jags defense does their thing, uh, definitely they could be fighting with uh, the Texans. I'm more with you, Eric. I, I believe that Frank Reich, when he says, you know, that team is ready to get behind Jacoby Brissett, they like him, uh, that he, under this system, having seen Luck for a year, having trained under this coach, um, apparently Andrew Luck told Jacoby Brissett first before anybody else. Uh, so I think he, this might be like a Romo to Dak situation where he might feel confident enough to be like, okay, this is your team now, and uh, you do what you got to do. Remember, he's still got T.Y. Hilton to throw to. I uh, still mm-hmm. got, you know, Devin Funches got added, and I think he'll thrive in this system. You got two really good tight ends behind him. I think the the running back situation is a little bit questionable. Um, you know, I wonder if they would have thought about going after LaShawn McCoy or or any of the other backs um, that have kind of been available because Marlon Mack is fine, but you've really got a bunch of smaller guys that can't carry the load, and you don't you have to kind of go between Wilkins, Hines, Mack. Um, can that be enough to help Jacoby Brissett? Who, I mean, he can run himself, but I think what helps Indianapolis is if you look at their last 10 games last year, that defense got really good, and if that defense continues to thrive this year, that, I think, is what's going to help them a lot. Help If he can kind of keep them and not lose them games, this defense can keep them close in each game. And it's it's going to be – you're going to see them perhaps win a 7-9, and 8-8 eight more than less the lesser number that uh, Jason and Brandon are saying. So let's go ahead and go down one through four here. I guess I'll start with – I think it's too hard for me to say anybody but Houston. Um, I'm going to put Houston as the winner, even though really, honestly, so many we've seen that defense got worse uh, on the back end, and now they lost Clowney too. Uh, I wonder, you know, J.J. Watts always one bad play from getting hurt for a while, um, and then that severely hurts that defense, so... I don't think it's going to be a total runaway thing for Houston either. I think the Colts are going to be right behind them or a couple games behind them in second. The Jags in third and Tennessee with whatever the hell they're deciding to do uh, in fourth, honestly. What do you say, Eric? Uh, Personally, Houston won easily 11-5, thereabout, and I'm going to put Jacksonville as two because of their defense and they have better things that they can solidify offensively. Indy three, simply because of the level of talent. And Tennessee in a very close fourth. While they've always been that consistent nine and seven, nine and seven, nine and seven, it's they don't have the right quarterback. They're not going to have the right quarterback. And I think that consistently is finally going to end and they're going to take a turn for the worst. All right, Jason. 
Uh, Houston one, um, Jacksonville two, barely missing the wild card spot. Tennessee three, Indianapolis four. Brandon, yeah, I'm right there with Eric. Houston at one, Jacksonville two. I think it's basically going to be a toss-up for three and four, but I think Indy just barely pulls it out by a game or two over uh, Tennessee. All right. Well, there you have it. The AFC South has been decided. Everybody's picking Houston to win that division. And we'll see if we wind up all right or all wrong by the time the season ends. It's not like last year where everybody was completely different. Oh yeah, last year was. I think we all had a diff. We all had a different team winning the South last year. Uh, it's more fun. I, that I just way, like though. the fact that I. I just like the fact that I'm odd man out, piling on Indianapolis sucking this year. Fair enough. We'll see. We'll see if the Ginger Domus is right <laughs> or not. Uh, he usually is a lot of times. Uh, so let's move on to the AFC West, which is perhaps. Either it's the same two teams as last year, or maybe there's another team threatening, and and who knows what the hell the Raiders are going to be doing. Uh, but <laughs> let's let's start with uh, Kansas City. Our our good friend Robert Taylor, congratulations on having your baby, Sebastian. Uh, I don't know how much sleep he's been he's getting at all. Uh, I saw that picture of of him and Sebastian uh, Sebastian sleeping on top of him. Uh, what a dad, that guy. Uh, we'll have him on, I'm assuming, or, or Harry and the guys will have him on during the season uh, to talk. I sure hope. Right. His beloved Chiefs. There's only, there's, only, there's only so much Mahomes talk I can handle. Well, hey, 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 so, Sean. Sean. Don't do it. Don't do it. I will come to Myrtle Beach and I will cut you. <laughs> oh, oh, I am doing it. Since, since oh. you haven't gotten the opportunity to get this, do you know what time yeah. it is, Sean? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Eric? I'm pretty sure it's Mahomes' time. Yeah. But I'm sure I hate you both. If you're listening, I understand, but I am still disappointed. Have you officially filed Sebastian's name yet? Because I'm pretty sure you can sneak in Patrick Mahomes as a couple extra middle names. Something parenthetical. Just saying. You could. You could. Uh, I mean, th- this is the guy that gets he gets excited that Matt Moore is the backup QB. I mean, come on, it's a bit too much, uh, too much uh, Chiefs love. Hey, at least he has something to cheer for now, unlike the last however many years. But but, but Sean, in his defense, if you had Chad Henney as your backup quarterback, <laughs> wouldn't you be excited to really? sign Matt Moore? Yeah, I guess, but we're hoping Patrick Mahomes is not getting hurt because that just severely oh that would uh, destroy the team plummets the team here. So uh, either way, uh, you know, so oh, God, so I, just saw so control Robert uh, with tears of wheelchairs. So you know the big uh, the I guess the another big signing from over the weekend was Sean McCoy. Uh, now the newest running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, he joins Damian Williams uh, along in that uh, backup by committee or whatever is they're going to do there. Uh, maybe perhaps he winds up being the lead back by the time 
uh, we get to you know a few weeks in. How much does that? How much more dangerous does that make the Chiefs, uh, Jason? And is this just a, a runaway train already? Is there anybody else in this division that's going to catch them? All right, let's we'll talk about Hughes. Uh, talk about Kansas City first. They they won't have the season they did. I don't care what anybody thinks. Uh, teams have a full year of tape on Mahomes, so they've been studying. And you know he burst onto the scene. No no doubt that he he caught a lot of teams off guard. Well, they got a like I said, they got a year of tape on him. So they know how to scheme for him. Slump. I'm saying he takes a major step back. The team as a whole, I think that they they stay kind of on par, but I think Mahomes takes a step back. As for the running backs, well, hold on. If Mahomes <laughs> takes a step back, how does the team stay on par? Mahomes is the team because they because they got better on defense so they don't have to win shootouts. Ah, okay. You don't have you don't have 51 to 49 point games. They they've added they've added uh some secondary help in the Honey Badger. They've uh added a little bit more interior help. You're not going to you're not going to see these high octave games like you did with them and the Rams last year, which was insane. Yeah. I mean, Frank Clark's a sneaky signing, for sure. Yeah. With that being said, this running back debacle there now is really, really interesting because not only do you have Shady, who they just signed, you have uh, Damon Williams there, and you have the third-round pick that they had that was getting ready that was causing a huge push to be the starting running back through the preseason and camp in Darwin Thomas. So you have three legitimate running backs in that backfield. That is a nightmare, all capable of stepping up and putting up 150-point games. With that being said, do I think that they can run away with this division? It all depends on what happens in in the uh, front office of the Chargers. Uh, Melvin Gordon wants more money, says he's going to hold out. They let they say, "Hey, we're going to we're going to let you pursue a trade now," and you don't hear any teams calling. Um, the oh, ideal they, line, they just said contract talks are done until the end of the season, so. Yeah, they said if he doesn't, if if they can't find a trading partner, either he sits out or he plays under his current contract. Which I mean, I I can understand, you know. But Le'Veon Bell set a precedent last year, being the little whiny bitch that he was, and set out the entire season, and then took less money, <laughs> what the for what was offered. But it all comes down. This is a two. This is a two horse. Uh, Division, uh, one team's going to win it. One team's going to be the the wild card, and the your winner as of now will be the Chiefs. If Melvin Gordon returns to the Chargers, I would take the Chargers to win it, with the other team being the wild card. I know Robert 
is going to get pissy with that and throw a little tinder tantrum. But like I said, I hope home, Mahomes breaks an ankle and just start controlling with pictures of wheelchairs. God. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. Uh, that's fair enough. I mean, Brandon, uh, there's all the, uh, you know, Oakland didn't get help by the fact that uh, they were on hard knocks, so they got even more attention. <laughs> you had uh, Antonio Brown, who's supposed to be your biggest signing, worried about his helmet. Um, they just signed another quarterback, and Deshaun Kaiser picking him off waivers. Uh, this se- this team just seems in a lot of disarray. And <laughs> I mean, what what do you think, Antonio Brown's just this is all shenanigans, and he he just gets on the field and plays, or are we just going to have storyline central with this team all year? I have no idea when it comes to Brown. I have a feeling it's going to be storyline central for the whole season. Raiders are going to Raiders. They're going to be at the bottom of the barrel this year, definitely. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, all I got to say is, and we'll talk about them more later, but the St- I, I'm sure the Steelers are glad that they are rid of two giant headaches this season. Do you, is there a worry? Are you? Do you think if Derek Carr doesn't uh, perform, that he could be on his way out after this? Oh, season? I think. I think even if he does perform, I think if these shenanigans continue and all of the messes, the the whole mess that Gruden has created there, um, I think unless. They promise him a lot, you know, in terms of both money and getting that team better once they move to Vegas, that he's going to be looking for other teams that he can actually go win with. Fair enough. I mean, that's a good thought there. I I think definitely Carr has to step up and do something, uh, or he's certainly going to be on some kind of trade. Uh, I think think this is the last year Carr's... In a Raider uniform, regardless. Mm. He, unless he has an MVP season, he's gone is, next year. Is this the last year of his contract? No. If not, then he'll be traded. Fair enough. I think he has one more now, year. Did after he sign one. one of those $100 million contracts? Yeah, I think it was like four years, though. Oh, ah, okay. I don't remember exactly uh, what the contract is right now, but definitely... <sighs> And I think also, too, you got to think about not only did you add Brown, you added a bunch of other veterans that seem to cause more problems than they mm-hmm. than they certainly help. Uh, so, you know. And, the, and also, at least when it comes to Carr, I think his worry, especially with how erratic Gruden has been over these last two years, um, all of these signings of quarterbacks – Carr has to be worried, like, what are you doing? Are you trying to replace me? Yeah. He uh, yeah, he is signed through the 2022 season. Ah, okay. okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, their line is sort of what it is. It's okay. They have some decent receivers. The running back is a problem. 
that they they kind of go with these speedy backs that don't really help Derek Carr much. But yeah, I think this is all on Carr this season, and I don't know if this is going to work very well, especially when you have three teams ahead of them that certainly, as uh, we mentioned already, the Chargers. And speaking of Eric, how I mean, Jason said it's a toss-up between Melvin Gordon being there or not being there. A lot of talk about Austin Eckler and and you know the the running backs behind them being able to do it without Gordon. With the defense, yes, they don't have Derwin James for a lot of the season. With that defense, with the rest of the team, Phillip Rivers, can they still make that push? Is it still neck and neck, or is it really reliant that much on Melvin Gordon? I wouldn't say it's incredibly reliant on Melvin Gordon because we could see something similar to what happened with James Conner in Pittsburgh. I mean, Austin Eckler, he has the talent, has the potential. So is he perfectly a replacement for Melvin Gordon? No, but he's close enough. And I honestly think with how the rest of the team is assembled and Phillip Rivers knowing he's got maybe one, the last big run left in him, two at the most, they know that their time is now because if they don't, then you're setting up a potential decade-long Chiefs dynasty or something of that ilk. So the Chargers are going to do pretty much everything they can, and I think it will be pretty close because, let's face it, for the Raiders, they casted perfectly for hard knocks. This season, especially compared to last season with Cleveland, subpar we've seen what joe flacco can do being in denver is not going to change that so you can easily pin three wins maybe four right there so i think the chargers really can keep this close and who knows it could wind up a carbon copy of last season where they wind up making a bit of a run hopefully more travel friendly as a five seed I think one thing, and you mentioned it, Eric, I think this, especially if he does end up holding out for the entire season, that offensive line, just like they did with Connor last year in Pittsburgh, that offensive line is going to say, hey, screw you, you can't do anything without us, and we're going to show you that it's us that's really making you a star. And I think Eckler is going to take the same route of saying, hey, I can do just as well as you can. So it may motivate them even more to play better. Yeah, certainly. Uh, Melvin Gordon is at a big disadvantage, I feel like, in these contract talks. Uh, Because I don't know if the offense revolves around Melvin Gordon as much as he likes to think it does. And I feel like Austin Eckler being good enough like you said, Brandon, uh, will be able to show itself, and it's still relying on Philip Rivers going out there and throwing the ball to uh, to the receivers and in, and the tight ends. Uh, you know what? I'm going to disagree with you a little bit, though, Eric. I think with this, with getting Vic Fangio as the as the coach for Denver, one of the things that they lacked heavily was that it seemed like Vance Joseph didn't know what the hell he was doing. And the defense also suffered uh, under Vance Joseph. Vic Fangio, we know what he did with the Bears defense last year. The Broncos defense has a heck of a, you know, great 
uh, a great line. Uh, they're missing, you know, maybe they don't have as great as, you know, linebackers as the Bears, but they certainly still have, uh, you know, the back end adding Kareem Johnson, uh, Kareem Jackson, I think is, is huge for them and, and helping them on that side. And we've seen Joe Flacco doesn't necessarily have to do a ton because he did this with the Ravens uh, in numerous seasons where the defense could carry him and his a bit, lack of ability that appears and disappears at a moment's notice. And I think with what you saw out of the running backs last year who are still there, Royce Freeman can kind of be the Royce Freeman we saw at the end of the year and not the beginning of the year to tag with Philip Lindsay. And, you know, the they added Jawan James to the line. If Garrett Bowles can continue to be a, a terrific left tackle, you still got Emmanuel Sanders there. I think that's enough for Joe Flacco to be fine and be Joe Flacco for this year. Let Drew Locke sit behind them and learn, and maybe he takes over next year or a year after that. But with this defense, the way it's constructed with Vic Fangio, I think the Broncos could take away wins from some of these, from either the Chargers or the, or the Chiefs, or just be around and be winning games that you don't expect them to win. So it's a little bit of a different situation when you're playing the Chargers and Chiefs. Maybe they're not, you know, already 0-5 or whatever when they play each other. The Broncos are much more respectable, and they, they might be a lot more competitive in these games than you give them credit for. Um, I honestly think they're not going to be too far behind that. I think they could certainly challenge for a wild card spot, really. Uh- no, 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 no. I, I, I'm with you, but the issue, just like it was with the Bears, the issue was never really the defense. It was Mitchell Trubisky. And this is why I say when I see Joe Flacco. But the Bears say, were one doink away from going on in the playoffs. I mean, I remember because Mitch Trubisky, even for his lack of talent, actually tried and he cared. This lack of ability that appears and disappears, as you call it from Joe Flacco, that's not lack of ability. That's lack of giving a damn. Look at his career with Baltimore. When did he have the best success? When was he going to the Super Bowl? When was he having epic playoff games? When he knows somebody was breathing down his neck. Sorry, Drew Locke is starting the season on IR because of a thumb injury. Flacco knows that at uh, least... But perhaps it's not, but perhaps Flacco knows that if he doesn't show himself this year, he might not be with another team. <laughs> okay, but even then, even if he does, you really think that he didn't go into the season knowing, hey, you're a stopgap, I'm John Helway, I'm still trying to figure out a quarterback, you're just it for right now. Come on. Well, but he still needs to – he still wants to play after this year, right? So he's got to perform in order to get on another team, you would think. Yeah. I mean, mean, Elway's crazy enough to have him – to pay him just to sit on his ass too. But, I mean, still, just saying. Yeah, I don't know. I'm leaning towards not seeing it. Maybe him being an analyst or – some coach somewhere will help his eyebrows look better. But as far as, as far as with him as a quarterback, 
no, he can take that wannabe Ryan Fitzpatrick beard, and he'll eventually go somewhere else. <laughs> That's uh, fair enough. Fair enough on that one. But well, hey, we got a whole season to see what happens there. That being said, how's your one through four looking? Anybody have anybody but the Chiefs? Nope. All right, so we can pencil the. I'll do it. I'll go the Chargers. <laughs> Just to be different. He's just doing it just to piss off Robert. <laughs> no, I think I think Gordon Gordon signs. Uh, Gordon shows up, plays his contract out, and he goes elsewhere. He goes on and tries to. He got he plays with a chip on his shoulder. Has he wins the rushing title and says, "Screw you, Chargers! You had your chance." I'm out. All right, so Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders. Yeah, that's that's where I'm I'm falling. And I think the rest of us have it: Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. Yeah, pretty much. Everybody have Chargers making the playoffs. Yes, or, or Chiefs I, on the other yeah. side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, what I have to. I, I think I think I think the West gives gives out two two teams. I will I will say though I do agree with Jason that I think while not quite as bad as you may think, Jason, but I do think that there will be a little bit of a sophomore slump for Mahomes this year. I've been preaching these numbers. 4,300 yards, 29 touchdown passes. That's oh, I don't think, like I said, I think it it's solely based on the fact that teams have, have tape on him. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, I can't remember. I think their out-of-conference schedule is the – is it the – the NFC West this year. I'm thinking it's the NFC West, uh, but I know I know they got a, t- uh, a hell of a tough schedule. So they have the AFC South and the NFC North. It looks like. Okay, they got the North. Okay, this the yeah. Well, still, I mean that North division. <laughs> That north yeah, is, the North Division is, is, is always tough, yeah. I mean, you've got uh, a very stout Chicago defense you, that he's going to face. Minnesota has got a solid team and a solid defense. I mean, you're going to at least play face you gotta play two. got to play the Patriots. Sl- got to play the Chargers twice. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, I look for I, I look for him, and I – me saying they're not going to win the division, I think they lose it on a tiebreak. Mm. Okay, fair enough. That's they, the they, they can get, really. Yeah, I think that I think it's going to be uh, a game, a division game that they're they're going to stumble and not they're going to be looking past somebody and stumble, and it's going to be like a last second field goal that beats them and causes them to finish second in the division. That's certainly bold considering the Chargers' problems with field goal kickers. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it, 
I I'm gonna go on a limb and say the Broncos are real are gonna be really close. Um, maybe not so close, but I think the Broncos could really be fighting for a second wild card or something. They, I think they're they're gonna surprise uh, teams just because I think that defense is gonna keep them in games a uh, heck of a lot more. Um, if the Raiders win five games, I think somebody should uh, that'll be a miracle. Raise Derek Carr or something. Um, I do think Antonio Brown's going to be Antonio Brown, though. He's going to get his thing. I just think what's going to happen when Antonio Brown doesn't get thrown the ball 20 times, or are they going to throw Antonio Brown this ball 20 times and it's going to disrupt the rest of the offense? You know, so. Oh, what the, he'll do what he's done before change his name, come up with the number, another nickname, and dye some other hair blonde. Who knows? <laughs> Certainly. Uh, I still say his dad needs to have a good sit down with him. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's that's gonna be. Uh... <laughs> they need that. That needs to be a show. And Tony <laughs> Brown with his dad, I would sit down. <laughs> well, I mean, you had two legendary wide receivers, one in the Arena League and one in the NFL. It would be perfect, especially since Albany's won a championship. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> okay, yeah, moving on. Yeah. Let's I think I, I think we can basically just breeze through the AFC. Yeah, the, the, the AFC is division to lose, and Le'Veon Bell is going to be so disappointed that he left the Steelers because the Jets are going to be mediocre at best. There, two yeah. headlines. Well, spoken like a Giants I, fan, certainly. Okay, uh, I'm going to slightly disagree. Patriots, because they still have everybody that made their contract with the devil, sign them in blood. Dolphins are, <laughs> Dolphins are officially a dumpster fire, as we all anticipated. And, and the more Jets, now. Yeah, and the Jets with Adam Gase, they could be a surprise wildcard team. I mean, hell, it's pretty easy to win games when you never have to leave the Eastern time zone. Uh, yeah. I think it's going to go. I think it's going to go Patriots, Jets, Bills, Dolphins. I mean, well, that's not much of a stretch. I, I, I'm going to go out yeah, on him. You know what? I, I give uh, Harry's team a heck of a lot more credit if Josh yeah, Allen can I, be a good go quarterback. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's going to be Patriots, Bills, Jets, mm-hmm. Miami. That, that's because that I just don't trust too. the Jets. You guys. You you guys have never lived in New York and seen this team year after year, thinking that they're going to be good, and then they screw it up somehow. You're talking to someone who's been friends with a Long Islander for the better part of a decade. Fair Trust enough. me, I know this team. Pats, Jets, Bills right behind, probably tiebreaker against the Jets, and the Dolphins, I don't know, in one <laughs> maybe uh, yeah we know the Dolphins are right now the Dolphins are tanking for Justin Herbert or Tua or whoever and I, I, never think, knew I think they'll get a Tuna Matata Tuna Matata and be happy as the girlfriend <laughs> punches me because I said something bad about the Dolphins but uh... you're talking about someone who has a starting quarterback who has played for almost as many teams as he has kids, so there's hey, that. You, you hush your mouth about Fitz Tragic. Well, yeah, I mean, look, Fitzpatrick's already played, what, for the Bills, the Jets, 
and the Dolphins already, so. <laughs> yep. He's All he has to do is go the... to New England to complete the the East quadfecta. Oh, well, he's trying to get there, like, people travel around and get, like, patches from <laughs> He's just doing it with the NFL teams. Well, yep. Eric, I will ask you this I will ask you this question, Eric. Go ahead. Shouldn't you go ahead and see what she got in Josh Rosen? That was going to eventually happen. Josh Rosen said so himself at a press conference. Eventually, this team is going to be mine. Now, the only problem is, since you traded your one good offensive lineman who happened to wear a gas mask one time and fell off draft boards, yeah, he's going to go out there, couple games, get something broke, and it's going to be right back to Fitzpatrick. Now, who? not only could he go to the Patriots and complete the AFC East sweep, he could come on up here to Jacksonville and complete the Florida sweep as well. Just saying. I think yeah, not no. just that. I think, for one, that's a total Josh Rosen answer because that seems like the lazy, the lazy way to say something, right? Oh, it's eventually going to be mine because Fitzpatrick's going to get hurt or he's just going to do whatever. What a BS uh, from a guy that hasn't done shit in this league. For him to say, well, uh, it's not BS if it's true. <laughs> I don't care. That's just terrible. I mean, if I if I was the Dolphins and I had any, if I was, uh, I can't remember the owner's name right now. If I'm the owner, I freaking cut him for that. That's ridiculous to me. You mean That's Stephen crazy. Ross, who had his own issues as far as the kind of people who he hangs around? I mean, yeah. let's talk about that, shall we? But, I, but also, no, let's, also no, let's, let's try to get this through for, before yeah. it's a four-hour show. Yeah, let, let's not. But I, definitely, I think the I'm gonna I'm gonna go out because you know Harry's not here to talk about his team, but. The Bills, I think they're going to surprise people. I think Josh Allen's going to play much better this season. I'm not saying they do more than like 8-8 eight and eight or whatever, but that defense is still going to be one of the best defenses in this entire league. Uh, I think even, you know, you let go of McCoy, if Frank Gore can be anything of Frank Gore, I think with Singletary and you have Yeldon you could pass to in the backfield, Cole Beasley's going to be a beast uh, for them with the quick screen game and the other – uh, like just quick passing in that they've got going on right now. Um, I the only thing I worry about is I don't have that big receiver for Josh Allen to throw to. Other than that, uh, with the kind of they got better on the offensive line wise, adding Oliver, I, I say watch out for the Bills. The Bills schedule is brutal. That's they why play. I'm them. They, yeah, they I mean they've got. They've got NFC East and AFC North with yeah. a AFC South team sprinkled in. So, I mean, I don't – with and an AFC West team sprinkled in. I don't see them beating – I don't see them beating the Patriots. I don't see them beating the Steelers. I don't see them beating the Ravens or the Cowboys or the Browns. Or the Eagles. Yeah. And I honestly, I see the Giants beating them. So, I mean, that's six games right there. Fair enough. The the one thing I will say with with what you were talking about with Miami and, and Rosen, um, you're, you're talking about the Dolphins like they're a competently run organization. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. 
you, if you're a quarterback that you just got, you're the first quarterback in how long that was a first-round pick and you've only spent one year with that team and they were really quick to go try to get Kyler Murray the next year, I wouldn't I'd, – I'd kind of be changing my tune a little bit, at least for anything to be showing I'm hungry if I want to get off the Dolphins sometime and play Fair for enough. a competently run team. I don't know. But that's just me. I mean – but even then, he, I think he has to know that they're trying to get somebody else that's going oh, yeah. next year. At, at I bet you Belichick's going to get on the phone with Satan. He's going to work out a deal. And the next thing you know, we'll be talking about Josh Rosen as a Patriot next year. <laughs> oh, God. Just because. I guess this is the question I have to ask. Is this the year that Tom Brady becomes mortal, or is he still... No, I give him at least one more year of him just being Brady before there's even the possibility that they start to decline. I think it's I think it's his last, it's his last year. I, I say semi mortality. He'll fade down the stretch like week eleven, week twelve, similar to what he did last year. But they're going to have a crap September. Then they're going to catch fire. Brady's going to slow down. They'll luck into a first-round bye, and then they'll be right back in candidates for the Super Bowl. If not, then you better look up to the sky to see signs of the apocalypse. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so everybody has Patriots winning the division. Everybody has Patriots getting to uh, – it's Patriots – yeah, the, um, and then – we have two Jets, Bills, Dolphins, and then two Bills, Jets, Dolphins. Is that what we're going with here? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's go to the AFC North, the last division. Which is going to be AFC. the trickiest one. Yeah, certainly the trickiest one. Uh, I don't know why you're you're kind of cutting out a little bit here and there, Brandon, just, just to let you know. Um, but, yes, it's certainly – Three teams, and then the Bengals are going to be the Bengals. Uh, it's crazy to, to say that about now you're including the Cleveland Browns in this conversation after so many years of... of Hold up. Yeah. I, I want to point something out. Ginger Damas, two years ago, said, give the Cleveland Browns three years before they win the division. We're in year two of that. Never bet against Ginger Thomas. Yeah, Fair but again, the fact that it's year two. Yes, Baker Mayfield woke up feeling dangerous. Yes, Odell Beckham gets to cry to a quarterback who will actually throw him the ball. But, um, yeah, Freddie Kitchens? Question mark. Absolutely. Yeah, hey, I, right. I'm, I'm just saying, you got... I want. I, I'm. I'm a believer in Cleveland. I think that. I think that offense is going to be scary good. The only downside is, is there enough balls to go around for egos? No, well, I think that's the big problem. I think yes, they've gotten better on the talent side, but I'm. I'm more inclined to lean towards. What Eric's saying, I think Browns are going to Browns, Odell's going to get a little too hot-headed, and 
maybe they make the playoffs as a wild card, but I don't think they win the win the division. Honestly, I think with his best buddy Jarvis Landry playing next to him, I don't think there's going to be this huge ego fight that you guys are thinking there's going to be. I, um, I, I don't think it's going to be that bad. I mean, I think it's just going to be – I think it's going to be more of the – the egos after game eight is is when everything's going to start because starting week nine, you have a legitimate top – last year, a top running back coming into the fold, and you've got Nick Chubb there. So okay. how, do you, how do you keep everyone happy in that backfield? Well, Kareem Hunt has to be humble because he screwed himself over. So, well, I, got I mean, like, worst case scenario, they, the worst case scenario, he's the kicker for Cleveland. Well, worst case scenario, Cream Hunt just gets released. The, what the? He, okay. Here's the thing that I'm worried about when it comes to the Browns. Look at all the talking points that we've seen throughout the throughout the uh, preseason. What have they been talking about? They haven't been talking about how they've improved. They haven't been talking about anything on the field when it comes to the Browns themselves. All anyone on the Browns have been talking about is Odell Beckham talking about the Giants and how they screwed him over and yada, yada, yada. They're too focused on external things, and I think that's where it's going to be where Browns are going to Browns. Plus, did we not just have a brief discussion about competently run organizations? Exactly. Last time the Cleveland Browns have been a competently run organization. Exactly. Exactly. The the hype is going to get to them, and and they're going to do something some way, somehow, to screw themselves over. I firmly agree with that. Firmly. All right. So who do, who who do we got picking? Who we got winning the division? Steelers. Steelers. Yeah, I think it's the Steelers. Certainly. I'm going Cleveland. I'm going Cleveland, Baltimore, Steelers, Cincy. I'm reversed on Cleveland and uh, Steelers. Steelers, Baltimore, Cleveland, Cincy. Steelers, Ravens, which I'm pretty sure going to be, although they're going to really miss out, unfortunately, is being a wild card team, but they're going to get close. Browns and then the Bungles. Eric, I have a I think I, I need to ask this question, though. Um, do you think Lamar Jackson is going to suffer from we've seen what you can do and get stifled, or do you think he's still going to be as hard to prepare for as he was last year? I think he's going to be as hard to prepare for as he was last year because no matter what John Harbaugh says, he's not going to expose Lamar to the number of runs like he did last year. While Lamar's built up a bit, they focus this offseason, rightfully so, getting him more comfortable in the passing game. 
but I think you're going to see some dramatic improvements in that regard, and that's really going to give a much-needed boost to that Ravens offense. I think it's going to be a lot like what we were talking about with Mahomes, where we'll, where there will be a bit of a sophomore slump, but nothing crazy detrimental. I think yeah. he'll still be solid. He may not be dominant like he was last year, but he will still be a solid quarterback. Yeah, I, I would agree with you guys on that. I think also having Mark Ingram back there helps some. So oh, definitely. Uh, some of a running game. Uh, having these quick receivers he can just get the ball out to, will help him out too. I think people are kind of underrating this defense a little bit. I know they lost a lot of veterans, but these these rookies that are behind them are, I think, or not rookies, but these young guys behind them are going to uh, be just as good or do well enough uh, for the Ravens to uh, do what I think. I think, like, uh, I'm going to go with, with Jason's original uh, choice here of the Browns are still a year away. I don't necessarily like that offensive line being uh, how much is is Mr. Mayfield going to be running for his life before he can get the ball to a uh, uh, Landry and Odo Beckham besides the who's going to be yelling about what. Um, that defense is still pretty great, but uh, I don't know. I just have a I have the Steelers are just too good in my opinion right now if Roethlisberger can be Big Ben for at least another season uh, he's got so much with Juju going on the rest of the receivers and I think James Conner will be you know keep doing his thing like he did last year that defense is so sneaky good I think Steelers are going to be one of the best defenses in this entire league this year um, Steelers Ravens the Browns aren't making the oh, yeah they're not making the playoffs and, but I'm going to really close. I'm going to say this. This is thing you guys will totally tell me I'm stupid and everything. Juju is not a wide receiver one. That's he, so fair. It's not necessarily a. He, no, he will not be a wide. He will not be in the top fifteen wide receivers this year. We're going to make a bet on that. <laughs> I've got an idea already for what I'm getting if I win. Reason why. Reason why. His skill set is better when playing opposite of a, of a legit receiver. When he's drawing the number one corner or safety defensive back on any team, I think that they can lock him down. He works better with yards after catch, not drawing the top guy on the defense. When the focal point becomes him, I don't think that he can he can step up and be that wide receiver one. I will. I think a lot has been made this year about James Washington stepping up big time as a receiver. Uh, I think it also helps that. Uh, I think something we don't think about is his old quarterback in Oklahoma State is a backup. So perhaps uh, Mr. Mason could be showing Big Ben how best to use James in situations. Uh, so, you know, and they got Dante Moncrief on the other side. I think you just – you might be right, Jason, but I think perhaps maybe you have one of those two receivers draw 
guys, and you don't think about it, and Juju is still... I think one thing they learned last year is they started moving Brown around. They didn't just have Antonio Brown stay in one spot like they had uh, with the previous offensive coordinator. So I think with moving Juju around, you won't draw that all the time because a lot of these corners don't just follow the same guy all the time. There's a lot of corners that they just stay on their side, and we'll see how it goes. But I think they're smart enough to know we're going to have to uh, find different ways to use Smith-Schuster. We'll see. All right. Now let's, now let's flip over to the NFC. Yep. Let's flip so over. Our, our, yeah. so, so let's get the consensus of who our AFC playoff teams are. Yep. Who our AFC winners are. The winners we got. We've, or, we've pretty or, much let's go got, down the who's. Pretty, pretty much got the same. Until uh, we get to the the uh, AFC North, everybody's pretty much got the same two teams finishing the top two across the board until we get to the North. Well, except for you have the Chargers and the Chiefs switch. Yeah, I'm saying we got the same two teams. Everybody's – nobody's – everybody's went Chiefs-Chargers in the West uh, – those two finish in the top two. We everybody's got the same two top teams in the South in Jacksonville and Houston. Well, the I West. Didn't. I had the Colts. Yeah. Did you have the Colts finishing too? Yeah. Okay. But so they're not making the. Wrong. They're not making the the playoffs. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. No, we've got our playoff show coming up. I was just seeing seeing how much you know. Pretty much we was pretty even kill across the board so we have chargers and chargers. what ravens or browns making the playoffs is that what everybody's yeah uh, well ravens or steelers because you had the browns winning yeah i got yeah. the i've got the i've got the steelers missing the playoffs oh steelers missing the playoffs okay yeah i've got the steelers finishing third missing the playoffs ah so oh, that's... Yeah, the ravens yeah the ravens and uh Chargers, or Ravens and and Chiefs, probably as the wild card teams. Yeah, okay. plus for my wild card teams, I have the Chargers and the Jets. Wow, I have, I have Chargers and Ravens. I have Chargers and Raven, uh, Chargers and Ravens too. Ouch, man! Uh, my friend Randy would be happy to hear that you are putting the Jets in the playoffs. I said that they would be a wild card team with Adam Gase, and I also said the Ravens would get better and they would improve, but they would unfortunately just miss out. <laughs> All right, so yes, let's let's move on to the NFC. Uh, yeah, we've only hit barely an hour on the AFC, so we're doing good so far. Uh, so let's go ahead and shoot at. Let's do the NFC's last since we got three people with two teams uh, to represent there. But um, let's go with the NFC West. Why not? Uh, so this is pretty much how much does that adding Jadavian Clowney do for the Seahawks? Does this make it a battle at all with the Rams? Or is this still the Rams and everybody else? or? Still the Rams and everyone else to me. I mean, yeah, you've got Jadavian Clowney. That helps the Seahawks' defense. 
is Russell Wilson, now that he's got paid deservedly, still going to have to be running for his life? To me, yes. All right. That's, yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I think it's pretty much Rams. Uh, it's their division to lose. Although I do think the, the Seahawks and the 49ers are going to be decent. I think they're both going to be fighting for a wild card spot. See, I think this is one of the hardest divisions to judge. Uh, I think it's a three-team race. I mean, it's Seattle gets a lot better, but I mean, so I mean, San Francisco's got a lot better, you know, getting Garoppolo back. If, if he can stay healthy, well, I mean, an injury can happen to anybody. You could say if. You know, if Brady stays healthy, you know, or, you know, you could say any if anybody stays healthy, you know, that impacts the team. Well, but here's the catch. Jimmy Garoppolo has ways of getting himself into trouble. Let's look at how he got hurt last season. Plus, while he's talented, the whole meshing with Kyle Shanahan still hasn't 100% happened. That's why I'm saying it's an if. You get hurt more when you put yourself into chaos than when you take yourself out of it. I speak from experience. And, I mean, you can't sleep on Arizona. I mean, Arizona is still, you know, they they have some weapons on offense. I mean, Kingsbury didn't have a winning record at his alma mater with Patrick Mahomes for part of that time. Good sweet jeebus. <laughs> I want Arizona, and I don't even need a Quaalude. My God! <laughs> well, I mean, if you just because you don't win at college, don't mean you can't win a win the pros. Just because you win the pros, don't mean you can't win a college. I mean, look at Nick Saban. Nick Saban was a NFL was a winner in college. Still is. Went to the pros. He did absolutely jack shit. Is he, he a horrible one- coach? Did he not no. be able to? He had one good year, not to mention, if he had Drew Brees instead of Dante Culpepper, yes, I know it's what-ifs, but think about that. You have a lot more control in college over who you get than you do in in the NFL. For the big teams, yes, not for the small teams. Yes, no, of course. Okay. I mean, really, Kingsbury said he wanted Murray. He got Murray. Yeah, and half of the I think Murray's was... going to be running for his life, and David Johnson's going to look very ordinary again. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, they added some, some – not adding Terrell Suggs to that defense, and they have some nice defensive pieces. Patrick Peterson's going to be hurt for a while. But, I, like, you know, I mean, amazingly, Larry Fitzgerald's still there to, to anchor that, you know, kind of mediocre wide receiver core. But it's, I think they're going to be – what, if they get six wins, that's something? I will go out on a limb and say you get three teams from the NFC West in the playoffs. Okay, that's not too much of a stretch because, like you said, if Garoppolo plays like the Jimmy Garoppolo that everybody believes he can be, then they should, right? I mean. 
I'll give yeah. you two, but I'm not seeing three. Yeah, I'm not sure about three, but I mean, it wouldn't shock me if it was. I'm just saying. Uh, you heard it here first. Yeah, Ginger Damas has spoken. Uh, I think the Rams. The Rams. I mean, they're good. There's no doubt they're good. Uh, I think that their offense takes a step back. Um, I think the girly stuff is a little bit more concerning than what they really are letting on and what he's letting on. Uh, and I think this is going to sound crazy, but I think uh, Cooper Cup coming back actually disrupts that offense more than it helps because he is a possession guy. They're going to that that passing game was really ran really smooth last year. You add him in, it it adds another mouth to feed and someone to keep happy. And I think Gurley's numbers drop significantly. I think Braden Coates' numbers drop significantly. I I just think that they're setting themselves up for failure. I would I will. I would, for, to see them repeat and be a force, I just I don't know. I just think that I think the girly, like I said, the girly stuff isn't being documented correctly, and I think Cooper Cup throws a wrench in that offense by trying to make them better when it actually is counterproductive. I will say this about the entire NFC East before we move on. The NFC East, I will agree with Jason, overall, West, North, South, even the East, uh, is much more competitive and much harder to predict than the AFC. You mean the NFC in general? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because you confused me. You just kept saying the NFC East, and then we're talking about yeah, the West. Got... <laughs> we, we was all over the map there for a second. No, I said, you know, overall, the NFC is much more competitive in e- in every division than the AFC. Yeah, the NFC is, a little, is going to be a little harder to predict. So, I mean, I yeah. think we, are we all in agreement that it's going to be the Rams winning the division? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think that defense is still too good not to... Not to say that they're not. Um, I agree with you, though, that there's, it's going to be rough after that. Like, the 49ers and Seahawks could certainly be pushing the rest yeah. of that NFC. And, and, and I'm going to say, with the 49ers, and I'm hinging this, I know Warren Garoppolo, but if he can kind of settle down and make it through a 16-game season, which I'm going to say he will, I got the Niners as one of my wild card teams. Uh, yeah, this is rough for me because the Seahawks lost a lot on the defensive side. Um, that makes, I mean, adding Clowney's great. Uh, you know, I still feel like that anchor was that defense. Do you st- who, if Tyler Lockett gets hurt, who the hell is Wilson going to throw the ball to? Because um, everybody else has been hurt. Well, yeah, Mecca. I'm just saying, it's just it's it's limited for for Russell Wilson right now. And then 
that line improved some, but is he still going to be running a lot more sideways and backwards than he is forward? Um, I believe if Gar- I, I believe Garoppolo's going to be fine. I think he has a lot to prove, right? So I think he's going to have a lot to to go out there and prove. Not only for himself, I think his coach also has a bit to. Hey, you you bet the farm on this guy. Yes, he got hurt. It's not your fault, but I think now between the coach and the quarterback, you got to go out there and and prove that you're worth all the hype of the money. And you've got the line, you've got the the running backs, you've got you know you've got a good rapport with Goodwin and. And the rest, you know, the rest of the receivers going to take a little bit of time, but that defense is still really good. They can keep them in games. I'm going to put the 49ers ahead of the Seahawks. It might be like one game or so. I think the Rams are going to be a couple of games ahead of the 49ers and the Cardinals. If they win five games, that's a plus for them. Uh, so that's that's where I'm at. Anybody else not go through the? I think the Cardinals finish third, but it's good enough to get the second wild card spot. I'm going to take all of these predictions, and I'm going to make an interesting parlay bit with you. <laughs> I, I think it, I, I think, think I have... it goes Rams, Rams, Seahawks, Cardinals, and then I don't know. No Rams. I think. Oh God! <laughs> I think it's, <laughs> it's gonna. I think I, I'm thinking Rams, Seahawks, Forty Niners, Cardinals. All right. I like that we have a little bit more of a. I think I think here. Seattle. I think Seattle finishes last in the division. Wow! Damn. Okay, Sean, are you keeping a list of all of these? <laughs> I'll just go back and and write it down later. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. Have, if I go through and write down, well, this is going to take even longer. Yeah, but, so, but, 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 but please do that and send that to me, Jason. You and I will have audience. That's yeah, all. J- Jason certainly is uh, putting it out there today. He's got hey. the brass balls. Hey, all I'm telling you, how many times has Ginger Domus honestly been? When Ginger Domus put something out there, everybody laughed when I made the predictions of the Super Bowl I did. I told you who was going to be the factor, and it came true. If right. your prediction for the for the college football one comes true, then pigs will fly. Hey. Well, they fly every day in the bottom of airplanes, so there's that. <laughs> but that's, why, no, that's why I'm making this a parlay. Like I said, uh, so I, I do. I think do I think that Seattle is going to have a like tremendous losing record? No, I think I think in that division they beat up on each other and they win. Their losses come within the division, and that's what ends up why they end up finishing last in the division. I think that it's because it's not going to be because they're out of conference losses. It's going to be due to their in-conference losses. It's going to be that division is going to be decided due to the head-to-head matchups. Okay. 
That's fair enough. I think you can say that for a lot of the NFC, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, as Brendan mentioned, there's not an easy division to pick in this uh, this NFC, so I'm just going to go on, and we're going to talk about the NFC South now. Uh, you've got three legitimate teams here, and then the Buccaneers who <laughs> get Bruce Arians back as the that, coach. That's what it seems to be for, for the North, South, and West. You have three legitimate teams and then one solid dweller. See, I don't feel that I way. I don't know. I, I think, think the North, certainly you could have all four. If, if I think the North is a two teams. The South is a one team. And the East is a one team. I, I don't know. All the right. East I see is two. The North, I do see that is a... The weird... And then the South, yeah, it's three teams and Bruce Arians, who should have been on hard knocks with the Bucks this season. Uh, that's because the weren't the Bucks like just on hard knocks. Well, no, the fact that the Bucks just hired a new head coach. So, and I know it's like, uh, but one I think of, they can't have him repeat really quickly one after the other. Yeah, that and that. Jesus, HBO really let me down this year. I am disappointed. Yeah. All right. So, so, what division are we going next? So, it's NFC South. Uh, well, I mean, I'm just gonna throw this out. <laughs> How many games does Jameis Winston, Bruce Arians, and the rest of the Bucks win? Uh. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll be generous and say four, maybe five, but. This goes back to a conversation we had earlier. The Bucks are also being linked in trade talks as one of the possible trade partners for the Chargers to get Melvin Gordon. And that, is that their only change. issue here? I mean, not like Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones are terrible. Yeah. But they're not great. I'm okay, would you take would you take Barber and Jones over Gordon. If you're the NFL GM, I don't know GM, that Gordon is what puts this team over. The, Jameis Winston's still a, you know, he's okay. I think my he still have legs, plain and simple. That's <laughs> the only thing you got to do is tell him you got crab legs in the end zone, and he'll run for his life. <laughs> I mean, Bruce Arians, I think, helps him as a coach, oh, right? But work. All right, so. Are we? Do you have anybody but the Saints winning the division? I, uh, oh, oh. Uh, well, there's a lot, one, lot of grunting confusion going on here. One big, <laughs> one big factor. One big factor, and, and I'll just break this down team by team. The big factor for Carolina is how healthy is Cam? Is he good to go, or is he I'm so going glad to you said that. that. I think that's going to linger for him. Yeah. Because yeah, even though but they the said, oh, the deep ball's back, uh, this is still Cam Newton we're talking about here. Well, but Nerve Turner has certainly <laughs> had him throwing a lot more. I, I want to point something out. Do you want to know why I'm so glad you brought up Cam Newton in- injury? Why? Who is the backup to Cam Newton right now? 
Will Greer. Yes. And you know my love for Will Greer. He, he threw, a, he threw a beautiful touchdown pass. I think it was the last, I think it was this past week, uh, Thursday uh, in their preseason game. So I, Cam Newton's afterthought, we are Will Greer QB1 in Carolina. I don't think he'd be enough to no, do okay. a ton, though. J- Jason, I'm not going to give him as being QB1 this year, but would it surprise me that he's QB1 for 2020? Absolutely not. And you guys thought that the homerism of Will Greer and the man crush was over. No, it continues. Uh, I knew that it wasn't going to be over, but I'm just also being very realistic. And even with Norv Turner having Cam Newton throw, his accuracy isn't that much better. I mean, honestly, if it gets to the point to where Carolina's out of it, then yeah, yeah we'll be going to see time late this season. I don't doubt that. But yeah. but back to back to Sean's original question. Now, after thinking about it, yes. New Orleans at one. I think, depending upon health of Cam Newton and a bunch of different factors, there's a toss-up at two between the Falcons and Panthers. I think they both are at least in contention for a playoff spot. Um, and then the bump, bump at the bottom. I'm... I think it goes... New Orleans, Atlanta, Carolina, Tampa. I'm with Jason, but I think the margins are much slimmer between New Orleans and Atlanta. Just like I said with Tom Brady, late in the stretch of the season, you're going to see similar things with Drew Brees. But yeah. I think you with saw Sean... last year already. Yeah, and you're going to see it again. But I think Sean Payton can tweak the offense enough to where they can adapt to it. But if Atlanta winds up nipping New Orleans on a tiebreaker, that wouldn't surprise me at all. I have Atlanta going for – I have Atlanta winning the division because I think Mm -hmm. getting Dirk Cutter back and putting that – putting Matt Ryan back in a familiar position uh, with an offensive quarter he knows – I think, you know, that helps a ton. Uh, Not to mention second... getting all the help from on the defensive end that they got injured last year. Yes, that they were a revolving door injury-wise last year. I think you're not going to see that. So, I mean, obviously, again, like Jason said, we could say that, right, and then once again it happens and mm-hmm. you have this problem. But we're going to always hope on the not getting injured so much side. I think this is another year for Calvin Ridley to get even better than he was last year to be right there next to Julio Jones. And then you still have Sanu as your third uh, receiver. Um, you know, Devonta Freeman or Devonte Freeman has to just, he has no Tevin Coleman now. So yeah, I see See, that's where I find Atlanta's weak spot. I, I, I can't, I think he's really thrive now that he doesn't have that guy constantly you know, take get you take him I out don't. for. I don't. I think because he's constantly getting hurt, he's not he's not really durable. I mean, Edo yeah, Smith. Last year, he went down a bunch. 
Yeah, I mean, Edo Smith uh, had a lot of hype. I was I was a big Edo Smith preacher. I mean, I thought Edo Smith was the second coming of uh, Emmett Smith for a while. And then the whistle blew, and he hasn't took advantage of the of the opportunity and he's been very subpar. So I think if Freeman, you know, like I said, I mean, we're all speculating, but with the history of Freeman, he goes down. Atlanta has nothing in that backfield to take pressure off the passing game. So that's why, that's why I've got him finishing third. I mean, you can, you can stifle that offense very easily if Freeman goes down and then, You've got to deal with. Um, I don't like. I said Carolina. Carolina's defense has taken a hit. I mean, they used to be a pretty solid defense, and now they're they're showing their age and have become a middle uh, a lower tier defense than what they used to be. And Tampa they're Bay is also injury prone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. So I mean, I think that I honestly think Drew Brees. Uh, I think this is his last year. I think this is the last year we see Drew Brees. I think going in the next year we see uh, Bridgewater as the starting quarterback for the Saints, or Taysom Hill. Yeah, or Taysom Hill. Well, they're going to keep him on like tight end because like. For some reason, he averages like six touchdowns a year for, as a tight end. Tight end, backup quarterback, running back, punt coverage. It's a, yeah. They're just going to have him. He's just going to be there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Just like how the Jaguars tried to create for uh, Shoelace, the position offensive weapon, Taysom Hill is just going to be dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I I still, like, I think what's the problem with the Panthers is their secondary, their front seven is still pretty, you know, I don't want to see them too often. Uh, but, like you guys said, I think the bigger question is Cam. What kind of Cam are we going to get? How hobbled is he going to be? But we've seen Cam go out there with leg problems before, and he goes out there and still runs like crazy. And But I think what what's worrisome is, does, can he really do that anymore? How many more times can he go out there and take hits and it doesn't really affect him? Uh, I think that's going to be a, a thing uh, for Cam this year. I don't, I mean, hopefully they'll go to Will Greer and not Kyle Allen if Cam has to be out games or whatnot. But I could also see them, you know how Cam is, he'll go even if he's totally injured and it might hurt the team more than it helps. Uh, that's why it's hard for me to, to see them doing anything but getting in third if it's not like a game behind or a couple games behind Atlanta and New Orleans. Drew Brees is the thing for me that holds it back with New Orleans. We know their defense got better. We know what Drew Brees can do, but that deterioration that we saw towards the end of last season is this a Peyton Manning thing where he might be good for, let's say, less than half the season and it starts wearing on him even more this season and that affects the Saints to where 
they can't keep up. And that might be a problem. So that's why I have Atlanta winning the division yeah. so far. And I think we all agree Bucks are the last. Yeah. Yep. All right. So that's it for the NFC South. Again, almost anything could happen there. Drew Brees could have a killer season and prove everybody wrong. And New Orleans just runs away with it. So who knows? Honestly. <laughs> Uh, the NFC North now, which has been one of those crazy divisions where who knows, you know, who knows what's going to happen. The, the, the Green Bay Packers have a new system in place for Aaron Rodgers to, to deal with. And depending on what you read and hear, he either has a problem with it or he's okay with it or whatever. Um, you know, the bears are. Wondering who's going to kick for them week one, considering what happened to them. Uh, the Vikings could possibly finally break out, or Kirk Cousins could just beat Kirk Cousins again, and they, they don't do anything. Uh, and then you have the Lions, where who knows what's going to happen with Matt Patricia and Matt this, Stafford. And... This is the division I honestly think that I'm going to make a... Um... You guys really, really take it back and be surprised with with my picks because this is going to be an interesting division for me because I I sing praises of a particular player in this division as being a breakout star this year and I think that this division also has one of the most overhyped teams this year. Okay. So with that being said, I'm going the Chicago Bears winning the division, the Lions finishing second, the Vikings third, and Green Bay being the most overhyped team in the NFL. Wow. And yeah, that's another one for the parlay. Well, <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll agree that this division there are question marks with every team like sean said so it's definitely the most up in the air division out of out of the nfl but i still think aaron Rodgers has all the talent you still have clay matthews you still have that defense packers are gonna win the division what do they still have Clay Matthews? I thought they no, did. Clay no, Clay Matthews is not there anymore. He's not in Green Bay no, anymore. Isn't he in L.A.? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, I still think they have enough talent on that team to win. Um, so, Green Bay on top. Chicago, two. Detroit three, Vikings last. Wow. Okay. So so this is this is the division that is gonna be live for the um the defense. Mm-hmm. The defense being I think I see, I think it's gonna be interesting. You're not gonna have a high scoring Oh this no! Team. This is going to be old school NFC North football. Yeah, this is, 
And, and I think with Chicago being that monster of the midway again, I think they stifle Rodgers. And I, I, I hate to say, I mean, I hate to say, I think Green Bay's the most overrated team in the NFL this year. Everybody's everybody's thinking they're going to be great, and I don't trust Aaron Jones in the backfield. Uh, outside of Devontae Adams, I don't see a legit wide receiver. So, I mean... I will say this. I will say this. Marquez Valdez scanning has been looking good. This... I agree with you that, that the Packers are overrated. But I still think they have enough talent to win this division because no other team really sticks out to me. Yes, the Bears' defense is good, but I still don't fully trust Mitchell Trubisky. You don't I have to be... Call, call up... Call up... Um, shit... I'm trying to think. They won games with Chase Daniel last. No, I'm, I'm saying uh, the Baltimore quarterback that Lamar won Jackson. Joe Flacco. No, won in the Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer. Uh, yes, Dilfer. Call up Dilfer and ask him how good he had to be to get a Super Bowl ring when you had that tremendous defense in hey, Baltimore. Uh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa! I agree. But at the same time, a dude in Baltimore sat on the roof of his house for that entire month until the Ravens scored a touchdown. What immediately happened when Trent Dilfer came into that game and replaced Tony Banks? Three touchdowns in a quarter. Not to mention, I remember a 96-yard catch and run, I believe, in the playoffs on a third and 18. So, yeah, Dilfer... Even though he was Dilfer, he still had to have his moments. Come yeah. on now. See, I was that's in Maryland. Well, Trubisky also still had to have his moments. I mean, let's Well, not... yes, yeah, of course. Trubisky. Okay, let's look at this. Look at all the weapons Trubisky has around him. Okay. Uh, Alan Taylor Robinson. Gabriel, Cordero Patterson, Allen Robinson. Anthony Miller, Trey Burton, David Montgomery, Tank Cohen. Tariq Cohen, yeah. I mean, Mike Davis. Right there. I mean, Allen Robinson, solid. Anthony Miller, if he can stay healthy, is a, mm-hmm. is a, a underrated player. Mm-hmm. Montgomery, Montgomery's going to be a beast there. Mm-hmm. Gabriel and Patterson Trey- are fine. Trey Burton is is a solid tight end as a checkdown, and I think that he is legitimately just by volume alone, because of the defenses in that division, he's going to get he's going to get volume because there's going to be a lot of checkdowns to the tight end, and Trubisky can just little dink and dunk passes to Burton, passes out of the backfield. Open up, you hit one big play to Robinson or Miller, you open games up. Uh, who who do the uh, who does the NFC North play this year? Uh, the East, I think. 
the let me see I had it pulled up a while ago uh, yes they play the east the NF- NF- NFC east and the AFC west okay I don't think and this is this is a bold statement here Especially with how these teams are going to have to play, and especially with having to play the AFC West, I don't think I don't think there's a team in the in the NFC North that gets more than nine wins. Uh, they've got they've got a they've got a very diverse schedule. They've got NFC South, NFC West. AFC East, NFC, and then they've got one NFC East team. God, that's going to be an ugly game. Yeah, I mean, wow. they're all over the place. Yeah, they their predominant out-of-conference schedule is the NFC it's West. NFC East is still the... And AFC, AFC East and NFC West. I have the Vikings and Lions playing NFC East teams. I don't know what you're looking at here. Uh, the Bears are playing Seattle, Tampa Bay, Miami, the Patriots, the Jets, the Bills, the Giants, the Rams, and the Niners at a conference. What? So they the, played in Out of conference. Okay. I'm still... Maybe I was looking. Let yeah, me you double might be check. Wrong, okay, the Bears are playing Chiefs, Cowboys, Giants, Rams. Okay, here's the here's the Packers schedule. The Packers, Redskins. The Pack, yeah, the Packers is playing West, e, AFC West, yeah, NFC, AFC West, and NFC East. Yeah, yes, well, there's all the two teams gotta, finished at their place in the division. So that's where the other two conference games are coming from. Yeah. Yeah, because they've got, they've got the Panthers. The Packers play the Panthers and Giants. Panthers, Giants, and Redskins. Two outside of the... So, yeah, that's and the, the Cowboys NFC. and the Eagles. Yeah, so that's the so NFC East. And I think and what AFC West, AFC West, yeah. AFC West, yeah, and like they've got one South schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've got one South team. Yeah, each team yeah, has okay. two extra games. Yeah. Two extra yeah, games the- from the other divisions where you do not play all of the teams that finished in the same place in your division as you did in yours. So yeah. since I believe the Packers had a third place schedule, they play. Everybody in the North twice, the yeah. East, the other two third place NFC teams. Yeah. Yep. Okay. See. So. Yeah. The, yeah. Because there's San Francisco. They play. So yeah. Con- considering. Considering that I do not think a an NFC North team gets more than nine wins. All right. I mean, that's not totally unfair. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, wait, Eric, did you, 
Do you pick a division? Uh, no, this? I haven't picked a, like okay, a minor like yet. But I'm going to say three things about Aaron Rodgers this season. He's going to trouble you for a glass of shut the hell up. <laughs> he's going to throw a ball over them mountains. And he's going to prove that he was the man all along and they were right to get rid of McCarthy. Now, I am agreeing mostly with Brandon in the fact that this is going to be a slugfest of a division, but I am going to give him and as an extension Green Bay a little bit of credit in saying 10 is going to be enough to win the division. Okay. Now, do I see the Bears taking a step back? Yes. Not because of their defense, especially because Chuck Pagano is there now. But yeah, Jesus, I don't trust Trubisky. Didn't last year. Now that there's film and I haven't seen a lot of improvement, I really don't this year. So I am going to go a little bit. Jesus, because the problem is Matt Patricia messed up leg and all. He's not going to do much with the Lions. I don't trust Kirk Cousins, and I don't trust Mitchell Trubisky. Good, sweet God, who's going <laughs> to lose the shit fight? Now I have to think about this. Yeah, I think just because of the defense, I think you have to put the Bears over the Vikings and the Lions. Yeah, I, I, I can easily say at maybe 8-8, eight and eight, Bears 2, and then I can say... Lions three, Vikings four, because I still don't like that. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> I like what she did there. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. uh, man, this is so hard because Aaron Rodgers, like you said, has a point to prove right now. And yes, he doesn't have a proven second receiver, even though he's made Geronimo Allison look great these past couple seasons. Uh, I believe in Marcus Valdez-Scantling. Jimmy Graham is going to do fine enough. He's still got the the line. The defense maybe isn't as really good as it has been, but I think they're going to be good enough. That being said, it's really hard, even though Chuck Pagano is now the defensive coordinator, which I think that makes a lot of difference. Vic Fangio and Chuck Pagano, different Way different on the I want that defensive coordinator and not the I want that defensive coordinator. Look what he did with the Colts. Blah. So, um, you know what? Man, honestly, you call me believing the hype or whatever, but I feel like the Vikings have sorely missed Dalvin Cook. And he is on fire. Yes. He could easily fall down and break his leg, and the Vikings are back to being the Vikings of last year. But I think if Dalvin Cook is there, you're opening the field for Kirk Cousins the way he hasn't had the field open for him in a long time, in a while. And we saw how he worked a lot better when the Redskins had uh, Chris Thompson and some other guys to throw to, and Dalvin Cook could also catch back at the ball to the backfield. That opens things for Stefan Diggs, for Adam Thielen, uh, 
you know, uh, that defense is still tremendously good. This is this is what makes this division hard. Um, either three of these teams could could do the work. Oh my god! Um, Just ask yourself this: How many marquee games do the Vikings have this year? A lot. Like, this whole division is playing really rough teams. They got mm-hmm. some of the hardest so, schedules. Okay. Well, yeah. All right. Let me rephrase. How many times are the Vikings going to be in prime time standalone games this year? Throw out the four o'clock window. Prime time standalone games. Oh, jeez. Really? You're making me do this right now? Yes, I'm really making you do this because we all know the statistic. Okay, so they play the Cowboys on Sunday night. They play the Seattle on Monday night. They play the oh, that's they play the Chargers late in the season and Green Bay. Uh, prime time. They play the Washington and uh, Thursday night. Five. Five. Yeah. Do you honestly think knowing Kirk Cousins' track record? Especially in primetime games, standalone games, marquee games, and even those against winning teams, that he wins more than two, and that's being nice. He could beat the Redskins. That's why and... I say, of those five games, do you see him going any better than two and three? Oh, Jesus. Uh. I can't bet against my own team, so no. Mm-hmm. I rest my case. I rest my case. If they were playing anybody but the Cowboys on that Sunday night game, I would say yes. But... I rest my case. And again, I'm being nice. Who's to say that he doesn't go over and then what? I don't know. I just feel like that, that helps enough. But all right. I'm going to go Bears and Packers. And Packers make the playoffs. All right. All right. So, just so let's do this again. So, how many people? Everybody's got the Bears winning, or, or no? You have the I Packers. Have, I think Eric has the Packers winning as well. Bears. I also have the Packers. So everybody has Packers and Bears out of here. Or well, no, Eric. I mean, Jason had Bears and Lions. Yeah. Yeah, but then for me. Again, I see the Packers winning, but the Bears in finishing second, they are not in the playoffs. Yeah, same here. Okay. All right, so here it is. The final division to talk about, the division where three people here have two teams representing. Um, (laughs) And we also have the Eagles and Redskins as well, along with the Dallas Cowboys and New York Giants. Uh, well, one of y'all Giants fans, go ahead and take this, why don't you? I'll let Brandon speak what? first. You want me to talk first? Okay. I'll, I'll let you go first. Okay. First, let me ask you something, uh, Sean. How's uh, those negotiations going? It doesn't matter. He's going to play. You think he's going to play? He's going to come in and play week one. Yep, and if he doesn't, okay. I'll be okay enough. If that's the case, if Ezekiel Elliott plays 
the whole season, or at least the vast majority of the season, I hate saying this, but it is the Cowboys' division to lose. The okay. I, I, I thought we would have a bigger fight than that. I am going to I haven't spoke yet. The, the Giants are going to be a lot better than a lot of people are giving them credit for. A lot better than a lot of people are predicting. Okay, so how quick I, is Daniel Jones playing? Because with Eli, they're not going anywhere. Well, that all depends upon what uh, Jason was talking about earlier with this potential trade. If they trade Eli to the Colts, then obviously oh, Daniel God, Jones the Colts are playing. stupid. Why? What, just to have the other Manning, say you had the other Manning play for the Colts, too? Because that's the only good reason for me. Hey, hey, Sean, I understand that you don't know about winning Super Bowls because nobody you haven't won someone since you've been No, it's okay. Born. I can also understand when a guy is aging and playing badly, but that's okay. But he, they're, they're bringing, they would bring him in for one year and help groom their next quarterback. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I think Brissette is playing better than Manning right now. No, two, two words, Sean, about that whole Colts. Jim Ursay. Oh, Jim Ursay's an idiot. <laughs> exactly. So that, you really that's the dude that was sitting there begging Andrew Luck to come back two seconds after his press conference was over. That dude needs to get a life. All right. So I don't but... think anywhere in his alcohol-fueled and God knows what else mind that that trade could easily come up? But... God, if I'm Frank Reich right now, like, just fight. Fight against it or something. No, if but, I'm Frank Reich, if that happens, I'll be like, yeah, I'm out. I'm done. No, I don't think he would do that. I, I think, honestly, I would imagine that Frank Reich still has the power over who gets to start a quarterback, so... If Eli Fair is enough. fine being a backup, then yeah. But you can't say all the shit that Frank Rock said and then you let Eli walk in there and be the starter. When you have Jim Mercy as your owner, yes you do. Got it. But but in regards to Daniel Jones, I think if the Giants get off to a really horrible start you know, 0-2, 0-3, and their blowouts, and it's Eli's fault and everything, then yeah, week three, week four, I could potentially see him come in. Do you, I think he's going to be as amazing as he has been in the preseason? Probably not. He's going to be playing against the first string. He's going to be playing against much stiffer competition. But I think they'll be okay. I could see them getting as many of, as maybe even seven wins. Uh, if the cards fall correctly. Um, but like I said, I think it's the uh, Cowboys division to lose. Uh, the Eagles, the big question mark with them is, is Nick Foles healthy? Or not Nick Foles, excuse me, Carson Wentz. Is Carson Wentz healthy? Is his spine okay? Is he going to be able to get through a full season? Because I have a feeling come two or three years down the road, I think Carson Wentz is next. He's going to be the next Andrew Luck. Um, but with that being said, if he can stay healthy, the Eagles could make a run and potentially, uh, you know, make a bid for, you know, either the, either the East or, or at least a wild card. <laughs> 
Giants are going to be after that in the middle of the pack, and then Redskins down at the bottom. All right. I'm going to go out and say the Eagles, then Dallas, then New York, and the Redskins. And I'm going to go, I'm going to make this prediction right now to the chagrin of Sean. Um, if Zeke isn't on the field week one, the Giants win week one. Oh, I agree with that. That that pushes Jerry Jones's hand, and a deal gets done. Matter of fact, probably gets done in the locker room after the game. Um, I, I think the Cowboys. I'm I'm going to go out, go out and say this: Dak is not the answer to the quarterback issue in Dallas. He. Right, that's fair. He he. I don't know what it is about him. He can play great one game, and then he disappears for four. Um, Isn't that the Cowboys quarterback curse ever since Aikman left, though? No, I mean, Romo... No, because Romo was always there. Romo was there. Yeah, I mean, he he took Christmas early. Like, right after Thanksgiving, Romo wouldn't show up. And when he did show up, he was at a bakery with all the turnovers he had. <laughs> um, but, but, I mean, I'll, I'll say this right now. I mean, I, I'm not a Cowboys fan. I never will be a Cowboys fan. I, I will never give Cowboys credit until they retire. Uh, Romo in the booth is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he gets to display his football knowledge. Sadly, the biggest anchor that the Dallas Cowboys have is the idiot they have as an owner and general manager. Jerry Jones has become the new um, Al Davis. Davis. (laughs) He is senile. He doesn't get the current feel of the NFL. Um, That defense, uh, they've they can show up and show out, or they can not get off, not get off the sideline. They play lackluster. Uh, I oh think, God! You can say that about every freaking team on planet Earth. Get a give me get something else. No, I'm saying when the when Dallas's defense is on, they're on. Well, I yeah. mean, but they can't stay healthy. Sean Lee is probably one of the best defensive players. They played without yeah. Sean Lee last year. I know. I was saying when he's healthy, him and J.J. Watt are are very similar. When they're healthy, they're great. But they can't stay healthy. They always have a nagging injury somewhere. Um, and I think the, the trend continues is the Cowboys don't make the playoffs and VHS, and everybody has to go back to VHS tapes relive a Cowboy Super Bowl win. My my big worry, and this is honestly the only reason why I'm picking the Cowboys, it isn't because of the Cowboys. I think this is going to be another NFC East division that is very mediocre. My My big worry is with the Eagles, with Carson Wentz, he has a lot of issues, and unlike in years past, 
where you had Big Dick Nick to back you up, they do not have that security blanket for not if, but when Carson Wentz goes down with another injury. Oh, come on. Josh McCown is going to come out there uh, and play lights out. Come on. Because <laughs> I think, let's see, Nate Sudfeld, he's hurt. Yeah, you're down to a quarterback from a journalism school as your backup, Clayton Thorsten. So, mm, yeah. yeah. I'm not one to talk because Big Dick Nick is ours, but again, Gardner Minshew, but yeah. <laughs> All right, Eric, where are you going in this non-partial situation, I guess? I, I, I'm going to make... Uh, there's going to be someone who will be made happy by my prediction. I'm going to say that. I'm assuming that means that you're picking the Cowboys since you said someone singular. Yes. (laughs) I'm not picking them to win the division. I'm actually, even if there might have to be a little hoodoo going on, maybe so that way their fans could shut up for a little while. Wentz stays healthy for just long enough to where the Eagles in breakthrough win the division. But I've got the Cowboys finishing second, and they are my second wildcard team. I've got the Giants being somewhat mediocre. I think Daniel Jones proves me wrong, especially the second half of the season, and they finish respectable. And the uh, Case Keenum, Colt McCoy, Dwayne Haskins, Jay Gruden dumpster fire that is Washington finishes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And admittedly, I'm not going to give any love for them until they decide to fix up, finally fix up RFK and move back in there. Oh, God. Stop it. Stop it, Eric. Just stop for one, the Redskins have Eric Flowers. You already know what happens when you have Eric Flowers on your team. So, you know, whatever. Um, I know this all too well. So, I think, honestly, the Redskins could be better than we think. The issue is Jordan Reed constantly is still – he still has concussions. Um, I think he just got one walking into the training facility today. Probably. Um, <laughs> how quick are they going to – start Dwayne Haskins. Case Keenum's fine, but it's like, you know, um, I, I worry about, we already know, uh, Trent Williams has the issue where he doesn't want to play for this team, so I, even though Donald Penn is okay, I just, I, I worry about that too. If Darius Geis can be the Darius Geis that he was going to be before he got injured, I think that could be a big mover for the Redskins to where maybe they're challenging a bit more because that defense is still pretty good. But I, I I think it's between the Eagles and Cowboys. And honestly, for me, what moves the needle on my end is, even though it's hard for me to say this as a Cowboys fan, I think the Cowboys are going to be much better with Kellen Moore. I think people don't give Kellen Moore enough credit when that first year the Dak was doing well. Um, I think they're going to – this is going to help Dak become a better quarterback 
because he is going to use Dak way better than uh, Scott Lenahan did. I think Zeke will be there. That line will be fine, uh, even though I worry about Zach Martin and um, uh, Tyron Smith, their back issues, especially Tyron Smith. That's been lingering way too long. At some point, that's that's going to affect him past this year or even this year. I don't know. It's just something about, like, I feel like at the end of the day, something's going to happen. Maybe it's just me not wanting to pick my team or whatever it is. I feel like the addition of Deshaun Jackson is not something that's not been talked about enough. That's really going to put this Eagles offense on mm-hmm. another level. And then you add in Jordan Howard, if he can stay healthy, that brings in a very competent running back to that team for Carson Wentz. You've got Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson to throw to. Plus you add Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard who broke out last year. That's incredible to me. Uh, you know, as much as I love Jason Witten, I don't know how much he's going to be Jason Witten. Uh, and, you know, this Eagles defense is is still really, really good on in its own right. Um, so I think the Eagles go and sneak it by a hair, tie break, whatever you want to call it. The Cowboys make the wild card regardless. Uh, Giants in third with Daniel Jones leading them on some kind of late run to to make things interesting. And the Redskins at the bottom because we already know Jay Gruden doesn't have a say on that team at all. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, that's that's going to be the end of it for us picking divisions. So let's wrap it up here. What, you going to say something, Eric? Well, I was just going to say is one storyline, not just for this season, but for next season, as far as for the Cowboys. If you pay Zeke, all well and good. But then you've got a choice. You either pay Dak or Amari. Well, you, you can't got to pay them all eventually. You're either you're going to have to pay them all eventually and make cuts somewhere else. Um. I think Dak is going to figure out himself, right? If Dak doesn't play well, you can't go ask for forty million next season. So he's betting on himself. He smoked the crack pipe and walked in there and asked for forty million this season. Well, he can with the stats he has if he wants to. That's fine, right? Okay, but realistically, you you wins matter. Okay, yeah. Yes, wins matter. How many fourth quarter comebacks does the guy have? That's the point, though. Like the Cowboys are winning with him. How many playoff wins does he have? Doesn't matter. How many playoffs wins does Romo have? He still got paid, right? Okay, Okay, but here's the thing. You ask for 40, hoping you get 35. 35 is even out of his damn mind. Every quarterback now that's going to be number one on that team gets paid more than the guy above him or whatever. That's just how it rolls, man. No player goes in there asking for realistic money. Ask the Vikings and that $28 million a year fully guaranteed for old Kirk Cousins. Okay, well... Not after you. That's the shit you go through, man. I'm not saying that that's right. Just saying that's what happens in the NFL today. Mm-hmm. Every every freaking position. What's Zeke doing right now? Oh, I want Todd Gurley money. Oh, I want Le'Veon Bell money. And, Does he deserve it? Got, yes, but... And Le'Veon Bell has set a very, very bad precedent that, like we've seen this year, 
granted, well, we still have two that we don't know about. But I have a feeling that this year and next year, there's going to be a couple of players who are going to say, I'm cool with sitting out and doing what Le'Veon did. Not yeah. to mention, there's also what's going to potentially happen, just like the Rams are resetting the trend with how they're building teams and being a contender, they're damn sure going to set the trend with how teams handle quarterbacks at the end of their rookie contract, and people mm-hmm. are going to look at them. Yeah, well, certainly. Okay, so let's recap just because it's been a two-hour show, and if people <laughs> sat through it, God bless you. Uh, <laughs> but let's let's recap for the people that perhaps got it got lost in the shuffle for them. So what's your your NFC final six, I guess? Your four division winners and your wild cards, just to I've got oh, go ahead. I was just going to say real quick for mine, Rams, Packers, Eagles. I'm still sticking with New Orleans, but just barely. And Niners and Cowboys is my wild cards. I'm saying Cowboys, Packers, Saints, Rams, Seahawks, and I'm going to say Atlanta. Division winners. Rams, Bears, Eagles, Saints, the Wildcards teams are going to be um, San Fran and Arizona. What? Damn. Wow. That's one for the parlay. Well, there you go, folks. That's your wildest pick you're probably going to hear. Uh, not from this show, but from people picking NFL predictions. Yeah. starts. Uh, okay, so division winners. All right. I'm, 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 uh, since y'all's giving me so much shit, when it comes true, all y'all owe me. I mean... An Amazon gift card or something. No, no, okay. no, no, no. Okay. Oh, you Amazon gift card. You and I are making a separate bet, good sir. Okay. <laughs> I got bigger stakes in mind. All right, all right. Um, so, division winners, Eagles, Bears, Falcons, and Rams. And then wild cards, Cowboys, and Packers. All right, so I think Drew Brees winds up showing the age at some point there. Uh, so that's it. Should we do uh, playoffs at all? Are we going to go ahead and do playoffs now? Okay. Just well, might as well. We've already gone over two hours. Might as well yeah. fucking do it. Okay, so conference championship, Super Bowl, and Super Bowl winner. I'm not going through the yep. whole nope. thing. Uh, hmm. Jason, go ahead. Conference championship. Uh, Cardinals and somebody. 
Ain't a dick. So I want to say it's going to be the Rams and Saints NFC. AFC, I'm going to go out and say it's. I want to assume Gordon doesn't end up in back with the Chargers. So I'm going to say it's Kansas City and New England, and you're going to get a Rams Chiefs Super Bowl. All right. Who wins? I'm, I'm going to say the Rams. Uh, I think. I Damn. think that's that's the. I think they get revenge. Uh, like, like I said, I just think I think the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs have the talent to get there. And, and like I said, it's this is going not totally on the Gordon. If Gordon comes back to the Chargers, it, it changes everything for me. And then I have the Chargers in the Super Bowl versus the Rams. Um, but with him not being there, I think it's the Chiefs to lose. I think that those are the two best teams in the AFC. And it, they're interchangeable. All right. I've got the same as Jason, except for one key switch. And NFC, I've got Rams against Saints with the Rams winning. But AFC, I have it uh, Patriots, Chiefs. But Bill Belichick, in his, Good you know, dark, dark ways, somehow, come on, somehow manages to pull it off again and make another Super Bowl. Oh. But this time, this time, I think the Rams learned from last year. Brady finally starts to show his age in the Super Bowl, and the Rams lay it all. Alright, Eric? I'm going a slightly different road for the NFC, because while I like the Saints, especially like winning that division, I think Breeze fades too much down the stretch. And I think he runs out of gas in the playoffs. I do have a playoff rematch, though, just a different one. I've got the Rams beating the Cowboys in the NFC Championship game. For the AFC, yes, it's going to be another Chiefs-Patriots. And now this is going to be a catch. If the Patriots get the bye, which I think they will, Tom Brady gets his rest. Even if they had to head back to Kansas City, like Brandon said, just like everybody say how coaches have God's phone number, Belichick has Lucifer on speed dial. Calls him up and says, hey, need one last thing. Got a couple other stuff for you. They pull it off. But if they don't get the buy and Brady doesn't get that rest, then I can see the Chiefs getting there. But considering it's Belichick, or our one of our Lords of Darkness, 
I can't go against him as badly as I <laughs> And I am going to say it's going to be a repeat Rams-Patriots Super Bowl. But I also agree. The Patriots have a bit of a hoodoo in Miami. Sean McVay, Wade Phillips, they're going to get some Dolphins players along the sidelines just staring right at them. Brady's going to have some bad flashbacks, and the Rams take it. <sighs> Damn. If it worked on Shula, it can work for McVay. Everybody's picking the, the Rams. I feel. Okay. Uh, shoot. Don't think of it as we're picking the Rams. Think of it as we're picking against the Patriots. <laughs> Don't be wrong. But damn it, we want to. <laughs> we yeah. know we ought not to, but we do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm going to pick Patriots and Chiefs because those are the two best teams in the AFC uh, until the Patriots and Tom Brady's ageless wonder of his body proves and Bill Belichick's mind prove otherwise right now. Uh and also because every time the Patriots play the Chargers, it just doesn't work out. So, uh, the NFC is r- rough, man. <laughs> the, uh, man, jeez. I kind of want to go with, even though I didn't pick them to win the division. I feel like. I'm assuming Zeke won't sit out the whole year if he doesn't get signed because he can't go on to the next year of his contract. Oh, so he no. will play I... at some point, whether yeah, he gets he... a contract or not. And I don't really believe in that whole – I think the Cowboys are going to play well enough it's going to stack it against Zeke where he's got to sit there and think that, shit, what have I got myself into? But I think I think either way, I think Jerry's just going to give him the deal because he doesn't want to deal with it. I don't think it's because they're going to be losing games necessarily. I think it's more about he's going to give him the deal because he feels like it's right, and that's what Jerry does. Um, like uh, I think we're going to get a rematch of the the Cowboys and Rams, and this year. The Cowboys get vengeance, but the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. All right. Fair. So it's either it's Chiefs my or God, Rams who are see... winning the Super Bowl. I don't want to see the Patriots win the Super Bowl again. I don't want to see the Patriots win the Super Bowl again, but... Yeah, but... When I don't you, know. When I you... feel like at some point Tom Brady's got to like come down from that perch. Like, jeez. And, yeah, and they lost that the- that uh, what is it their center that they lost? <laughs> that is a huge. That's the center. That's a Sean, huge piece of that offensive line. Sean, we've got Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, and Tom Brady. I don't know what sort of secret society triad that they formed outside of Boston, but damn it, it's worked, and I'm can't it's. It's going to keep working until one of them bows out. 
in yeah, hell. Sure. If you've got Robert Kraft even pulling a me and getting away with it, with <laughs> his whole thing with massage parlors, come on. <laughs> if that all was right. me, you see my ass in handcuffs on the damn news. All right, it's almost 12. And I'm <laughs> That's only because you're black. <laughs> I do not deny that. All right, it's it's almost 12 on the East Coast, and a certain someone is probably staring a hole in me like this took way too long. So, because um, I'm in her room right now doing this, I'm sure she wants to go to bed. So, and I'm sure the rest mm-hmm. of you guys also want to go to bed. So, um, that's I it. know what that's for. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, let's, let's uh, move on to, hey... We did everything in one show, so that means on Wednesday night, God help us fun. out so Harry can be back. Um, if not, I, I guess I'll be doing this again. Uh, previewing week one of the NFL season and talking about, and also previewing week two of college football, talking about, I guess, some college football that's happened and whatever else has been going on in the NFL until that point with the regular format which i'm sure all of you guys that listen to the show will be very happy to hear uh once again because that's what makes this show great is this format that they got and the guys that that do it every week so um until wednesday night thursday morning for the on-demand listeners we'll see you later everybody peace